You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, this is Mike with the FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you, we bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. Uh, we uh, shoot straight, we, we don't BS anyone, and uh, here we go. And it's another podcast. Uh, I'm a little excited today. Uh, we had quite a fun game to watch uh, <laughs> as the Dolphins uh, topped the Bengals at the end, and uh, it's the end of preseason, and that's really what's exciting me, Lou. How are you? I'm doing great. I mean, we had a nice showing again today. Uh, the team, as always, looked very prepared. They looked crisp. That's my favorite word these days, right? Um, yeah. They they did look crisp early on. They did. Uh, defense and offense. Um, it was a fun, you know, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I'm not a big fan of preseason. but Who is? These games were actually enjoyable. All of them. All of them. You're not in agreement with that, are you? No, I actually am. I had somebody tell me in the first half uh-huh. that this is boring. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I said, well, what are you watching? <laughs> right. I well, said, these go- guys are fighting for jobs. That's not boring. Go watch figure skating. Figure skating. That's boring. Go uh-huh. watch golf. Yep. That's boring. I'm with you. Guys running around fighting for positions today. Uh, the quarterback play. To me, none of it was boring. And I, I mean, I don't want to, you know, uh, I don't know who it was that said that to you, Mike. And uh, well, I don't I'm know not going to throw anybody a- out of the bus, but, you know, well, it, it's just. You got to watch for the right reasons, okay? If you're watching a preseason game, you're watching players try and make a roster. Right. That's their purpose. And with the veterans, just get them loose, get them get their blood flowing, get them some action, and get them out of the game, hopefully healthy. Right. And that's it. I mean, there's, there's no other agenda, you know? And, and what we saw today was the coach trying to make his final decisions. He probably knows 49 of the 53 guys that were going to make the roster, but this game and, you know, specifically the younger players, we're going to tell him who the other four spots we're going to go to or five spots we're going to go to, you know, whatever it is that he needs to find out. Right. And your practice squad is going to be made up of guys. Absolutely. That, yes. you know, that actually excelled, you know, that. So th- there were decisions to be made today. And, you know, the, the, the fact is, is that uh, there's always a diamond in the rough. I mean, there's been a million of them that have become decent football players, and very good football players, some of them all pro players, from bottom of the um, uh, roster type positions to where they've developed in the very, very good football players. So with that being said, I mean, we have some on with Gaskin, Mike, it comes to mind, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. you know, that's a guy that when we looked at it, we're like, okay, well, you know what? He's got a shot at making the team. And uh, then once he made the team, okay, well, he's going to be a decent backup. Uh-huh. Okay, well, now he's our starter. Yeah. And, and, he, and, and he's a, a pretty pr- good one. And a pretty productive one. Exactly. So, you know, from, from all of this and from these type of games, you learn, you know, especially in game situations. I mean, you know, the quarterback today, Lights uh, out. he yep. was fantastic. I yep. mean, th- that's what you want to see. You got a young guy there that, 
I mean, you know, you don't know what's going to take place over the course of the season. Uh, you know, I would feel confident in him over some other backups I've seen in the league. I mean, he looked very poised back there today. He made plays. When he needed to make a play, he made a play. Right. I mean, did you see the offensive line he was <laughs> playing behind today? Yeah, I did. I mean, holy Toledo. Woof. I mean, you know, and he made plays. You know, he moved the ball. Uh, the touchdown pass late in the game to uh, another guy that, you know, I'm excited about his merit. I mean, he's – He's done it week in and week out. I mean, that was fun to watch. So Senate yes, was twenty-two of thirty-three for three hundred and forty-three yards. Mm-hmm. He was sacked three times, mm-hmm. threw two touchdowns, mm-hmm. one interception, and had a passer rating of one hundred eight five. Right, can't beat it. That's I mean, your third-string quarterback. Played the whole game. Yep. And you know, as I said, he stood in there. He got he got a licking. And kept ticking at the end of that game. He came right back in. I was like, oh, great. You know, we had a good showing from from our third-string quarterback, and now he's going to be out for the year on one of the last plays that we're going to run on offense during the preseason. Because he did you take know, a hit that on that matter, touchdown. That backup didn't look bad either. What would you think of Shermer? Right, yeah, he did look good. Our, you know, the guys that we had in late in the game were a little bit frustrating at times. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I – it's very hard to tell who's out there at that point, but I mean, I just hope it wasn't Strobridge and some of the guys that actually started the game because uh, they just didn't have a good showing, you know. Um, You're talking about the defense late. On the defensive side. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So on the offensive side, we looked pretty good for the most part. Um, it, behind that offensive line, I mean, some of the guys, Coleman, they had some rough days at times, you know. Well, Ken- that's. To me, Good. that's what made Sinnott's game so impressive, you know, because yes. he was he was having to evade pressure, and he did a good job of it. He did he did a fantastic job with a bunch of backup personnel as well at every other position. So, you know, with that being said, you know it, it was it was great to see that. Um, you know, again, you know, I think he's part of this football team. I think he solidified his job on the team. I don't know if it's going to be a situation where. They put him on the practice squad, or if they decide to keep three quarterbacks, I mean that would be kind of. Uh, I think you almost have to put him on the practice squad, right. don't you? Yeah, I can't see them keeping three quarterbacks, um, so they have to try and sneak him through and get him on the practice squad, which they should be able to. I mean, there's a ton of quarterbacks unless somebody watches this game uh, game film and say, hey, you know what? This guy could actually be our backup. He's better than our backup quarterback. Uh, Let's give this kid a shot and put him on our roster. I mean, you're always taking that chance on losing a guy like that in in this type of situation, and it's always possible. So anyway, um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, him, uh, you know, Merritt, Again, had a very, very solid day. Dokes, I felt, ran the ball strong, right? What would you think uh, of him? Exactly what you thought. I yep. thought he was fine. Yeah, he looks like he's going to be a very solid football My, player. As as a group, they only ran for 2.9 yards a carry, though. Right. Bad offensive line. Yeah, yeah. Not a good offensive so line. So I don't want to judge anybody too harshly, but uh, Dokes of the group had the highest yards per carry at three and a half. And he got into the end zone twice, which is vital. Right, which is which is key. Right. You can't you can't get down there and not get into the end zone. And he did twice. He ran the ball decisively and he ran the ball hard. And I that's particularly all you can liked ask. where he got low and got in the end zone. Yes. 
Yes. Because it shows he knows what he's doing. Yep. And they gave him, I mean, I would say probably, what, 80% of the carries? I mean, he basically played the whole game for the most part, at least yeah. the first three yeah. quarters. So, you know, he was out there quite a bit. They were, you know, they were basically looking to see what he had. And and I thought he had a good showing. You know, I, I liked I what so he did. Too. You know, so there were some positives. I mean, the, the touchdown catch at the end uh, was just phenomenal by Myrick. I mean, that was a <laughs> that was a great catch. It yeah, really it was. was. A, that was a great catch in traffic. In traffic, and then with the amount of space that he had to get his knee down yep. in the end zone. I mean, initially, I was like, uh, you know what? This is going to be one of those situations where, you know, they, they rule it an incomplete pass. But as you watch the replay and you saw what he did, that he got his knee down before he went out of bounds, just a fantastic play all the way around, you know? And uh, he's pretty deep on the depth chart, that fella. So. You know, it says a lot about the, um, you know, the talent that they have at that position. Um, Mr. Long had a big drop about 40 yards down the field, which wasn't a fun thing to watch. No, I think think his nerves got the best of him. Yeah, he can't be dropping balls like that if he's going to see a football field this year, Mike. I mean, my goodness, that's a you can't leave big plays like that on the football field. You got to have them. And uh you know, the quarterback, Sinet, did just a great job on that play. He waited it out, waited it out, threw the ball down the field, put it right on his hands, and he just dropped it. It was a perfect throw. Perfect throw. Absolutely. Perfect throw. Very impressive. Liked the kid a lot today. Um, who else? Our punter had a good game, believe it or not. Yep. Uh, he yep. only had three punts, but he averaged 44.7 uh, yards net. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you'll take that all day long. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it. listen, they are prepared to play week in and week out and, and at all aspects of their game. You know, special teams, the defense, the offense, crisp. I mean, they go out there and they just look good in doing what they're doing. You know, everybody seems to know what they have to do out there. Everybody's pretty much on the same page. And it's just a fun thing to watch. Um, We've talked about this week in and week out as I've watched these three games. I mean, I remember preseason games and just watching them and saying, oh, my God. I mean, Uh these guys have a a long way to go before they're prepared for a football season. But Flores just does an outstanding job of having these guys very well prepared week in and week out. And and it's just a great, it's just a fun thing to watch as a Dolphin fan. It really is. They mentioned it on the broadcast, uh, you know, um, the discipline, you know, and it's because of the coaching. Yep. I thought Archuleta was fantastic today. He brought up a lot of very good points. I mean, I think he's a rookie uh, announcer. Yeah. Uh, he was a very good safety for the Rams. Um, you know, he was a really, really good football player. And I thought he did an outstanding job today during the telecast, um, you know, bringing up some really good points in regard to the uh, the roster and the roster decisions uh-huh. and the position that they're in from two years ago. You know, the um, – the talent that they have and what Flores has done with with these guys. You know, he he's making them believe in the system right. at hand. And as you look at the roster, you know, you don't see a ton of stars, right, Mike? You just see a lot of really good, solid football players here right now. And, um, 
you know, it, it really goes a long way in uh, the fact that they're a prepared football team. Um, they're not getting by on Aaron Rodgers throwing late touchdown passes in the fourth quarter. They're playing as a team, and everybody is contributing, and that's how they're winning football games. They're not winning it on star power, right? They right. did that all last year, and I think that you know this year uh, is going to be something extremely similar. Now, I think the talent level is a little bit better than what we had last year, especially at the wide receiver position. But Agreed. But um, other than that, you know, you're depending on a lot of guys to just get better uh, across the board. Um, you know, free agency wise, you know, we picked up Fuller, but um, past that, I mean, you know, we had to trade for McKinney. But, you know, if, if you look at it as a whole, you know, Skura, who was a free agent pickup, isn't even starting. So, I mean, you know, th- that that's the situation there. I mean, we're- I wonder if he's going to have a spot on the roster. You know, they brought in uh, Greg Little. Right, right, right. It's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with a lot of these guys after this football game. Um, you know, the receiver position is just going to be very intriguing. The tight end position is going to be, you know, a, a really, really uh, – there's going to be some really tough decisions that have to be made on that offensive side at these skill positions. I mean, Laird and, um, you know, Dokes are fighting for that last uh, running back position. Um, you know, so it, it, there, there's a lot of big, big decisions ahead. As you mentioned, I think that in their minds, they're pretty much set at this point. I but, think so. But maybe today's game changed their mind a little of course. bit. Maybe it sways them in a little it's bit possible. different direction mm-hmm. in regard to merit and, and some of these guys. So... It's going to be interesting. Getting back to Archuleta, Mike. Um, you know, on top of that, you know, he he was he was talking our team up. I don't know if you heard the comments, right? But it was very very interesting as to what he was saying. It was near the end of the game, and he was talking about the team as a whole, right? And he said, you know, this team has got a, a good amount of talent here. They're they're very well coached. They're very well disciplined. So what what is this what is it going to come down to this year? Do you remember what, what him saying all this? No. Well, he said what is it what what is it going to come down to? It's going to come down to Tua and how he plays. Well, we know that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, he brought it it, it you know, there's other or teams Watson. Mike that can get by with um you know, adequate um quarterbacking per se, right? Because you know, they're they're very solid. At a lot of other, in a lot of other areas, you know, whether it be, you know, the running back position, whatever the case may be, we don't have that luxury. I mean, we have to have Tua play well in order for us to win football games this year, or else we're going to be in a similar situation as yeah, to what we were. No, I think most teams need their quarterback to play well if they want to win consistently. Oh yeah, yeah. They but, but play well, yes, absolutely. Not not below average. So, you know, what he was basically saying was is that their, you know, their playoff situation is gonna is gonna come down to what type of football, what type of quarterback he becomes this year. And um, you know, let's just hope that he comes out and he's just throwing the ball and and just looking like he did in the preseason games. Uh, I, I just don't like this three-week period, especially with all our starters, you know, um, not being They're on the They're still going to practice. Yeah. To me, though, it's, you know, practicing, Mike. I mean, we've seen it before going in the playoff games and stuff where, 
you know, teams have a bye week, you know, they have a, you know, they get the week off, you know, they get the bye during the playoffs and they come back very, 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 very like uh, be, behind in timing and in everything. You know, they're, they're just not as crisp as you want them to be. So let's just hope that he's got them rolling, rolling in practice to where, you know, he's emphasizing the fact that, listen, we've got a big game here and you guys have to just be, at, you know, top notch going into it. I mean, three, Mike, three weeks is a long time in between playing it, you know, playing a football game. Well, I agree, playing. but, you know, it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing. We've got some guys that are banged up. Yeah, I mean, for those guys, yes. I mean, but, you know, I mean, think about this. And I know, like you just mentioned, that, you know, they, they work together in practice. But we have not seen in, in a game, in, in any game action, Fuller and Tua and Wilson. That's and, right. And all these guys working together. Not not one down. So, you know, we're we're going into this game, game one situation where, you know, we don't even know what the hell we're looking at. I mean, we we you know we we've seen what Merritt can do and some of the other receivers. I mean, Waddle we didn't even see all that much out of, right? Well, there's a reason for that. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I mean, you know, let's. Well, there's definitely a reason that whether it's right, we'll see. Right. Well, you want it. What I'm saying is, you want to see at least a half, or you want to see these guys, you know, the full offense playing together for at least a half during the preseason, right? Or at least two of the games playing half. But, you know, like Tua was out there, you know, for pretty much what, two full halves yeah. in the first two games? Yeah. Well, what yeah. I'm saying is, you know, I would have liked to have seen Fuller and and the starting offense out there as a whole, you know, to see how they work together and whatnot. So, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Nothing? Can't yeah. do anything about it now? We just got to – Cross our fingers and make sure that they're all on the same page, that, I, I that think they you, are having you, good practice. You missed my joke. You you said two, and I said or Watson because of all the Watson nonsense that's been uh, floating around the past couple of days. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm i so tired of it, and I really don't think it's going to happen. I, I wish that people would just leave it alone, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, do you do you want to get you do you want to get into that a little bit now? Or you want to finish up the game? I mean, you tell me where you want to go, because uh, I you know I have some thoughts on that. If you want to go there right now, well, go ahead. We can get back to the game. Okay, so in regard to Watson, at this point, I mean, if they're even entertaining it, and I told you this, uh, I believe yesterday or earlier today, that if they if they decide to pull the trigger and do something like that i i i am telling you mike i'm going to just be i i'm going to go in a different direction i think i'm going to become a uh, a jet fan or something you know i i maybe not that far but i'm going to start rooting for a different football team after rooting for uh the dolphins for the last 40 some odd years i mean i i just would detest doing something like this, it's doing something like that at this point, simply because, you know, it you're disrupting the whole team and you're basically throwing a season in the garbage by doing that, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you got a three-ring circus that comes with him. Uh, you've got guys that have never worked with him before. I think that it would take time to do something like that. And you're giving up on on a quarterback and you're admitting to a mistake in a sense, because 
if you do go ahead and pull the trigger on something like that, that means you made a mistake in the draft and you don't have the faith in Tua to get us to where we need to go. So it, in regard to the organization as a whole, I think there's a lot of things, if they were in fact to do that, to where it's just, you know, you're admitting a mistake, you're, you know, you're now bringing a three-ring circus to town and it's, you know, it's just more of the same. You know, we've seen a ton of this stuff go on for the last 20 years and I'm just tired of it. I mean, just, you know, just leave it alone. You know, let's just hope it's nothing but rumors. And, you know, in my opinion, well, you know, I, it is I, nothing but rumors because it can't be anything more than that. You know, we don't know what the team's saying. Nobody has quoted anybody from inside the team. You know what I mean? It's all right. it's all rumor and speculation. And, you know, this source told this source and, you know, that nonsense. I think it's all horseshit. I really do. I mean, well, you know what? I, I think that at some level, Miami had interest. Now, if Miami still has interest after all the accusations and everything else, then that's a problem with Miami. Right. Um, you know, I don't think that that is what you want to represent your franchise if indeed those accusations prove to be true. Right. And, uh, you know, we don't know how that's going to turn out. So how do you make a deal for this guy with that hanging over his head unless you know that he's going to be cleared? Right. That's the only way I could see it happening. You know, their job is to improve every position possible. And, and Watson would be an improvement over Tua or most quarterbacks in the league. So, you know, I mean, that's them doing their job. I wouldn't hate the franchise or anything like that. But my, my thought is now that's assuming he's cleared. And I don't know the likelihood of that happening. Well, he, here's the situation in a nutshell. Um, let, let me let me go back to what you were just talking about. And then I'll, I'll uh-huh. talk about the scenario and the possible scenario. My issue with the whole thing, Mike, is that if if you do trade for Watson, that means you're admitting to a certain extent that you don't have the faith in Tua and you made a mistake by drafting him. That's number one. Number two, you're then giving up a lot of draft picks going forward because that's what they're saying you're going to have to do. It's not only about Tua getting traded, it's also about draft picks that you've built up over the next couple of years, you're giving up number ones. You have three over the next two, which is going to hurt your team as well. And and you basically made moves back and forth to put yourself in that position. Okay, so I, I think it's like you know you, you're getting you're getting stuck back twice over, and then and then as I mentioned, you're throwing the three ring circus on top of that. Now, with all that being said, in regard to the organization. I totally get what you're saying as far as you try to improve the football team. But at the, with that being said, you have to, if you do do something like that, you have to have inside information in regard to what the actual circumstances are. Now, Agreed. I can guarantee you that across the league, uh, they're not, I mean, obviously a lot of stuff doesn't get linked to the media, but they know right now. Oh, the, I'm sure the, the organization and even other teams in the NFL know exactly what took place and what exactly is true, what exactly is fall, false, what extent is it true, what it, what extent of it is false, right? How much is it is, is an over exaggeration? 
We don't know that, but they do. I can assure you that if somebody on if some the, level, I would. I and they may not know completely, but on some level, but they have to know, Mike. I mean, the the the, the Texan organization, one hundred and ten percent has to know that. Now, I would agree with. Now, with that being said, you know, depending on the allegations and how true they are or aren't. That, that creates leverage for the teams that you're either going to trade him to or yourself. If they feel that it's a situation and everybody knows that it's a situation where he's going to get cleared, yes, he may get a few games suspension, but he's going to get cleared of, of any anything else, then the Texans obviously have a little bit more leverage. If, in fact... These other teams, everybody knows that it's the opposite way, then they are going to have the leverage in this. So it becomes a situation where it's kind of a catch-22. You know, do you roll the dice on this guy knowing that, you know, there's this possibility you'll have to give up less, but you always have that risk of something severe happening in the process. So it's going to be a very interesting to see what happens. Yeah. And you it understand was, what I was saying in regard to all that. Yes. You know, yes. it's it's a, you know, it's it's a leverage situation for for either the Texans or to, the teams that right. are possibly thinking about trading for him. But at the same token, it you know, if if you are in fact giving up less, uh, it it's there's a big risk factor involved. So the right. question becomes, okay, you're going to have this guy so how much do we give up? You know, we know that he's going to get suspended for four games. We know that a lot of this is horseshit, that it's, you know, it's, it's not nearly as severe as they made it out to be. So now what are you giving up in return for him? How much are you giving up? And I think that their asking price, if that's the scenario, is just too much for the football team. Of I mean, course you're it is, but you always ask for more than you expect to get, you know, and you negotiate. So yep. maybe it turns out to be two number ones and a number two or whatever. Right. Um, you know, I, you have to ask yourself, you know, is this something that we as an organization feel that we can do and get to where we want to go? Right. Yep. And, and I mean, that's a very, 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 very tough decision in regard to that. As far as I'm concerned, you just move away from the three-ring circus and you move yep. on from it. You let Tua play his season out. If he doesn't work out, then you do everything you can next year to maybe draft another quarterback. Maybe you give up one of your number ones to move up. And, and bring another guy in to at least compete with him. But, you know, I, I from what I've seen of him, I have the faith in him at this point. And uh, let's just hope that he goes forward and we don't have to worry about it. We, you know, we go in the, the next couple of drafts. Well, that would be my, building my that offensive course line of action. If I, if I was Greer and I have interest in Watson, that's great. But I'm not doing a damn thing until I know what Tua is. Right. And, uh, and, you know, you, you spent the offseason putting talent around him. Well, let him take advantage of that. And at the end of the season, you'll know what you think he is. Right. Exactly. The thing is, though, Mike, they don't have that. They don't have that ability. They're, they're going to have to make a decision, I believe, before before Tuesday. Well, they have to make a decision as to what they're going to do with their roster. But that one way or another, they're going to retain his rights. They're not going to outright waive him. Right. It, it's just, Mike, it's just not – I think for any team, any team right now to bring him there at this point just doesn't make sense. Any team. It doesn't matter. Forget about us. I'm talking about him going anywhere. What are the rumors that, to, to, that he might be going to Carolina? I mean, 
you know, what sense well, does Carolina kind of walked away? They they uh, don't yeah. want to. No, I mean, it, it, any team in the NFL right now it does not make sense. Yeah, with what Houston's doesn't. asking, you know, they're not going to take. They're not going to have any takers, not for that price under these conditions. Right, I think it leaves a sour sour smell. Um, you know, it, it, it just leaves a sour taste in people's mouths if they trade for a guy like that, because whether he's guilty or whether he's not guilty, everybody's always going to assume that there had to be something there. Right. I mean, that's the way it always is. People are always going to look at him in a certain light and I just don't think it's fair, but that's just the way human beings are. It's just that simple. Look, Robert Kraft was doing the same thing. What's that? Robert Kraft was doing the same thing. <laughs> we got to take a shot at the Patriots every chance we get, right? Boy, did that get swept under the rug. Uh huh. Sure it? it did. I don't hear anything about that. Whatever no. happened of that? Uh-huh. I see him sitting in his, you know, in his luxury box at the game. They dismissed the charges. I didn't see I didn't see an ankle bracelet on him no, or anything. No, they dismissed or, the charges. Yeah. Took him a while, but he got them dismissed. Yeah, I didn't see correction officers standing behind him and bring him back to his his uh, his prison cell after the after the games or anything. So yeah, they just swept that under the box. You never heard any under the rug. You never heard anything more about that. No, which is no. crazy, isn't it? Well, you know, it <laughs> you had to know, right? <laughs> it's just crazy. It really is. I mean, you know, that's why you got to love Don Shula, right? I mean, the guy just, you know. No drama. Never, never, never. Just did his job. Never was involved in. Didn't embarrass you in any way. No, no, no. Just a stand up, stand up, stand up guy. No cheating. I miss him. No cheating. Right? Right. No sneaky stuff. No spy gate. He just outwork you and then beat you. None of that stuff. Yeah. Oh, boy, I'll tell you what. So, anyway, so getting back to the game, um, I enjoyed it. You know, we got a little sidetracked there with the, with the Watson stuff and everything. Well, I'm annoyed with it. I don't I mean, think every, it. I, every other month, it's all over the paper. <laughs> yeah, I guess they have to, they have to um, you know, have some kind of news out there. It's been somewhat of a boring preseason other than uh-huh. some – some big guys going down, you know, I, I, yeah. I saw the Dobbins got hurt and he's out for the season. Um, you know, that's a big, big blow. I mean, he's a real good young running back and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Ravens, they, they have Gus Edwards there. They have some decent players, but Dobbins, I thought in that offense around that team would have been, you know, was going to have a very, very solid season this year. And, uh, it's a big loss for them. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but getting back to our team, you know, wasn't it interesting to see Iggy out there in the fourth quarter on the last drives of the game? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, I don't know what you take from that. What's your take on that? Well, I mean, they want to get him experience. So that's my take on it. I don't think he embarrassed himself. Right. But just the fact that he's out there that late in the game, Mike. As one of your number one picks, I mean that's well, he's raw. So yes, yeah. I want to, I want to get him out there and get let him get experience where it's not going to hurt me. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. I was just surprised to see him in that late. You know, you would think that he would have been a starter and he would have came out after the first half and they would have had other guys in there, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, he must be somewhat down there in the depth chart. That's all I can say. Well, that's say, not the know? last you're going to see of him this year. I assure you that. Yeah. Well, no, I I don't think so either. I mean, I think he's going to make the team. I just think that, uh, you know, they just don't trust him at this point. And um, I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what what happens with him. Um, some of the other guys that they had back there in the secondary, Duke Riley and some of those guys, they were just bad. Woof. I mean, they were bad back there. They were getting smoked. And, um, you know, Iggy, Iggy on that one oh, play. Riley, Riley's a linebacker. He's not, he's not a uh, safety or cornerback. It's hard to, uh, with the numbers, he was number 45. You yep. think of him as a corner or yeah. a safety, I should he's say. He's a linebacker. And he's a friggin' linebacker. I mean, these numbers are just going to kill us all year, right? Yes. I mean, I, I mean, my God, why would they have done something like that? Just to With make the, it harder. I mean, <laughs> you know, us. as you're watching a game, you always look at the numbers and you can tell what position these guys play by their the numbers on their back. Now you got number nines playing safe uh, cornerback, cornerback, and yep. it's it's just crazy. I mean, why would you do that? I mean, what was wrong with it? You know, uh, I, I I think they were running out of numbers. <laughs> what? They were running out of numbers. They they, they what the hell? Is, what, what do you mean by the that? Rosters are getting bigger. That's yeah. ridiculous, Mike. No, they expanded the practice squad. Those guys have to have numbers. You have a roster, and it is getting bigger. And I just think they wanted to, you know, you have a lot of numbers that weren't being used, right? If you if a corner, quarterbacks and kickers can be 1 to 19, there's a lot of numbers there that aren't being used. You follow me? Well, receivers could use those numbers too, Mike. You always had the ability as a receiver to use those numbers. Number ten, I don't, Kenny. I don't think I don't think you did. I mean, yes, not- you did. T- number ten, Kenny Stills. Number nineteen, Ted Ginn, Jr. Yeah, plenty of guys, Mike. Plenty of guys. OJ McDuffie. OJ McDuffie. <laughs> no, he was number eighty-one. Yeah, I, I was, trying, I was, was. trying to catch you, but no, the the, the receivers definitely were, were capable of wearing the low number. The point I'm trying to make is is that oh, it, Jim Ola wore double zero, but it's it, all it, over it, the place. Yeah, it's all over the place. I don't, I don't like it. I mean, it's going to take a while to get used to it. I mean, Mike, they've been doing it like that for. As long as I've been watching football and long before that, there, there's just no reason to do it. I don't like it. I just don't. It's all over the place. You don't know if the guy's the receiver or the frigging cornerback on a right, pass play. Right, congressman. <laughs> I don't like that commissioner of ours either. I'm uh-huh. being, you know what, I'm just going to. Does just gonna, anybody I'm like him? I'm just going to air it out. I don't know. But during the draft, it doesn't seem like anybody likes him. No, the guy doesn't. gets booed at every turn. It's actually funny. So I guess I'm not alone in my, you know, my, uh, no, my I, feelings towards him. Goodell is not loved. He's not loved, uh, and rightfully so, in my opinion. So it is what it is. But um, yeah, it was just, it was just interesting to me to see Iggy out there that late in the game. But um, see what happens with him. 
Was there anybody on defense that oppressed you tonight? Uh, not really. I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of how I felt. Not really. Yeah, a lot. They dropped, I think, three balls that were deflected. They should have had like three interceptions. I thought that they they could have made interceptions and could have, you know, just just made big plays and and they just didn't do it. But you know, the guys that you wanted to see like step up in a game like this, right? Are guys like uh, Strobridge, right? You wanted to see him. Uh, uh-huh. just excel. You wanted to see some of these younger guys step up. Phillips, Mike, I don't know yeah. how much he played. I know he started, but I don't think he had a tackle in the game. You know, you wanted to see his presence felt. You wanted to see a, pre- a uh, you know, a pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, I don't know how many snaps he had. I know he was in the first couple of series. I don't know if he was in after that. Right. Well, he didn't have a tackle, and I didn't see a pressure. Well, they, they were, I don't know if you noticed, but they were moving him around. He was all over the place. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't work. Well, apparently not. <laughs> well, I know. Wherever, wherever he was moving, I guess they were running the They were in the, the ball the other way. <laughs> maybe, they, maybe that's their game plan. They're just going to move around. But you understand what I'm saying. I mean, we're, yeah. we're joking around and whatnot. But, you know, you kind of want to see some impact plays from, from some of these guys. And, uh, you know, you just didn't really see much. Well, of, let's, of let's watch him beat the shit out of Newton. Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, let's hope he's, you know, he's running them down and stripping the ball from behind or, you know, yep. just blindsiding his big ass and uh, knocking him out of the game. And we'll see the rookie come in and we'll have to deal with him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, out of the defense, to answer your question, not much. No. You know, didn't see really anything that impressed me all that much. I mean, Needham was around the football Real early in the game, I thought he was playing pretty well. I think he had a breakup, and he, mm-hmm. I saw him make a few tackles. Um, but past him, Mike, not really. You know, didn't just, didn't really see a lot of out of anybody. Yep, yeah, me neither. So, I, you know, well, maybe you saw something I didn't. <laughs> no, I watched the same game you did. Uh. <laughs> My eyes are a little better than yours, but. Uh, you know, well, I'm older when it comes you. to reading and stuff like that, not when you're watching a football game. So, um, we watch the same game there. And some yeah. of the somebody getting it. You know, I know we're you know we're kind of all over the place here, but some of the some of the penalty calls just so freaking. I mean, you know, like I'm in one of these moods, Mike, where I'm just not no, happy. When they, when they flagged him for the way he tackled the quarterback, I oh really got pissed. God. Benito Jones, I yes. mean, that perfect hit. And what the hell are you supposed to do? I mean, slam him to the ground. A guy weighs 330 friggin' pounds. What the hell is he supposed to do? I mean, you know, it's Pick him so up and ram down gently. It's, it's, you know what? It, 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 that's, listen, you know. There's something seriously wrong with football when you go to that extent to call a penalty. I mean, just a great pass rush. He hits the guy just as he's releasing the ball. Exactly. He falls on top of him. End the story. He well, didn't you, slam you, him to the ground. The rule is you're not supposed to put your body weight on him. You're supposed to get off to the side. That's horse shit. I, I mean, you can't you, – you honestly cannot – if if there's intent, Mike, I get it. And this, right. is, this no. is where a referee has to use judgment, okay, and not just – you know, just it, – it's not 
it, it's not just black and white. There is a gray area, okay? And, and, if, and if you're a referee in the NFL and you see a guy purposely putting weight on the guy and just drilling him to the ground, I get it. That's why the rule was implemented, okay? But when you, when you, when you make a call like that in a situation like that, it's, hor- it's bullshit. It's plain yep. and simple. The same thing with when we got flagged on the hit by one of our safeties or corners where he went to tackle the guy and he lowered his shoulder and the guy got lower and he wound up, they wound up hitting helmet to yeah, helmet or whatever. Yeah. There was no intent involved. The guy went in leading with his shoulder and because the, the, the guy with the football kind of adjusted, um, you know, that we wound up getting hit with a penalty. I mean, you got to look at that. And I know things are happening pretty damn quick on the field, but hey, that's your friggin' job. You know, and, and I, you know, both of those calls I thought were horrible. They were just horrible. You know, mm-hmm. when there's intent involved, I totally get it. When a guy leads with his helmet and he's blowing a guy up that doesn't even see him coming, I get it. But in a situation like that where it's just coincidental that it happens, that it wasn't purposely done, you don't throw the flag. I mean, you know, that's what they should be doing. You know, there's got to be a gray area there. It's that simple. You got to use better judgment. Uh, the referees have to use better judgment. It's just that simple. And listen, I'll go even a step further, Mike. You know that there's quarterbacks in the league that get uh, you know special treatment over other ones. Yes, I mentioned We've it seen in the game it. today. Yeah, what's that? I mentioned it in the game thread today. Okay, well, what was that? Because I didn't see the game thread. Well, what I called that was a Brady call. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, right. Brady and there's others in the league that yep. um, there's a small handful. You know, Rogers, that, that, Brady, that you know, most of the superstars special treatment, so yep. on and so forth. The bottom line is, is that um, you know, there's got to be somewhat of a gray area. It's not just black and white. Oh, when you hit the quarterback and you fall on him, you know, it, it's not the same every time. It's just that simple. Sometimes it, you just can't help it. You just can't help it. Your momentum's going forward. The damn guy's right in front of you. What am I supposed to do, an Olay dance with him when I'm 350 pounds? You can't do it. You can't do it. I mean, you know, if they if they were that agile, Mike. Right. They'd be wide receivers. <laughs> he'd be playing tight end, okay? Uh-huh. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it's just that simple. So, you know. Just yeah, airing it out a little bit tonight. Yeah, you know, I know. about a few different things here. We so. got we got all season there stuff out now. We're we're going to be back later in the week, okay, uh, to talk about the roster cuts and uh, give our opinions on them. All right, and yeah. We'll talk yeah. about the roster going forward. I mean, the bottom of the roster always churns. So, yeah, pickups. There'll, there'll be a few guys that that are there that probably won't be later, but uh, we'll look at that as well. Right. So. I think for tonight, we'll close it out. Sounds good. Thanks for joining me this evening, and everybody, thanks for listening. The numbers have been really good, and we appreciate it. All right. Yeah, we do appreciate that incredibly. I mean, it's I mean, it's very humbling to where we've got that many listeners um, listening to us uh, week in and week out. I mean, yeah. the, the numbers are very consistent, and it is truly, truly appreciated. I don't know how, but we're doing something right, Mike. So uh, it must be you. We do appreciate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, one way or another, they're there, and uh, we do appreciate it. 
All right. Well, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll be back later in the week. Until then, fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right. So that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 